When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you. We get into it. Oh, and we've recently started to add in a bunch of other stuff that we cover as well. Just thought I'd throw that in there. And before we get started, if you would hit that subscribe button and that bell, it helps the channel a whole lot. It helps you to get the videos quicker. It helps me to get you guys to watch quicker. All of that good stuff. So please subscribe and hit the bell. Takes a second. Thank you very much. And this time around, I figured we'd start off a little bit backwards. Let's start off with the Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump. Author comments, always a treat. And starting off with Shonen Jump, we got the new series by Tadatoshi Fujimaki, the author of Kuroko no Basket. He got a new manga and Jump. I am honored to have another series. I plan to do my best while working as if I am a newcomer. Dog, you got a legendary series, Kuroko. Relax on that. Uh, then we got Yuto Sukuda from Tenmaku Cinema, one of the creators of Shokugeki no Soma. They also have a new series in Jump. The pronunciation of main character Shinichi's name is like Shinuchi or Kondoru. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what to say there. Uh, we got Akanebanashi's Yuki Suenaga. I read Mei Tante no Mama de Ite Naruse ha Tenka wo Tori ni Iku, aka Naruse goes to conquer the country while still being a detective. It was great. Why didn't you just say the first, like, yo, we don't know all of that stuff. Maintain no mama de, like, yo, just say the title, dog. I'm saying. Uh, we got Miraboko Shuhei Miyazaki. I got a leg cramp and it was in a lot of pain. I've been saying it's a screaming calf muscle like a soccer player. That hurts. Uh, we got Yuto Suzuki Sakamoto Days. For instant ramen, I like Sapporo Ichiban salt flavor. For cup yakisoba, I go with Peyang. Alrighty then. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's Gagakutami. I forgot to draw the flashy thing on Makura's chest. I didn't mention it before, but I had also forgotten Sukuna's Nue's mark. Alrighty. Uh, yo, Gege says something every single week. Just let the mystery, you know, float. I don't get why you're doing this, Gege. Like, we, we, we get it. You put a lot of thought into these characters and these manga, okay? Just chill. Uh, then we're gonna skip on over to My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. I assumed all manga artists or aspiring manga artists read akira and berserk uh if you haven't <laughs> at the very least watch the movie of akira something get some akira in your life and of course read berserk i mean if you want to watch any of the anime go watch the 97 anime that adapts the golden age arc that shit is incredible but yeah get some type of akira and berserk in your life i'm saying we got the elusive samurai also assassination classroom now banned in certain states yusei matsui sukuda sensei saiki sensei fujimaki sensei I'm so happy to be back in the pages of Jump with my old Battlefield buddies. Hey, I love hearing it. I love hearing it. Uh, we'll skip on over to the Ichinose family's Deadly Sins by Tazizen 5. The season is changing, but please take care of your health and enjoy Chapter 21. I don't know. I just really love that this author don't play no games about promoting their manga. Like, make sure you read the manga. And I'm, I'm so sorry that I've been falling behind Tazizen 5 because you've made greatness already. And it's only 20 chapters deep. I, I, I apologize. Uh, Marshall Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo. I got a new toothbrush. It feels like my teeth are getting so clean. Love it. Okay, promote oral hygiene. I like it. Uh, Black Clover's Yuki Tabata. 
Fujimaki Sensei, Sukuda and Sayaki Sensei, welcome back. I'll do my best to fight alongside you all. Hey, Tabata's inspired. Like, yo, that, that resurgence of those jump authors looks like it's bringing in some good energy. All right, I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. And yeah, there was no One Piece uh, that week, so there was no One Piece author comment, but that was Weekly Shonen Jump. Let's hop on over to Weekly Shonen Magazine. We got Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. Those who believe in their own strength are cool as, oh, oh wow, cool. Cool AF, you know what that stands for. And I like that. I don't know if they actually said that per se, but the translators have been getting a little ballsy lately. We got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, Andrea's Quest, Fairy Tale, all that. I recently got a pretty interesting offer as a manga artist, but as I don't have any time nowadays, I can't humor it. And yeah, if you've seen the last mini episode of Forever News or the weekly episodes of Forever News, yeah, Hiromashima said he got too much on his plate. He just can't accept any more work. He's doing what, three manga? now two weekly series or one bi-weekly series one weekly series a monthly series an original anime a video game he's he's booked leave him alone stop asking him to do things okay <laughs> george morikawa's hajime or hajime no ipo's george morikawa there was an ominous aura in the skies above the council hmm what's going on up there what, what's happening we got yusuke nomura author of blue lock i feel out of sorts when i'm out of meyer biscuits it's a snack that i can eat without ever getting tired of it imagine this was like a little under the table sponsorship deals because i've never heard of meyer biscuits and i might be totally off but that's just funny to think <laughs> uh then we got negi haraba with the ranger reject i've drawn the subject matter so now it's time to draw the cover for volume number 10 i heard recently some uh backlash towards ranger reject is it true for any ranger reject fans out there that like the latest chapters were they bad or something we got nakama suzuki author of four nights of the apocalypse and seven deadly sins i want to make shampoo from ranma one half my wife is one of the many conversational topics that came out of a raucous conversation I had while drinking with my editors. Ah, yes, Nakaba-chan, always with the drinking. No, let me not be disrespectful with the chan, but yeah, uh, Nakaba Suzuki, stop drinking. <laughs> and we'll close it off with Yoshitoki Oima from To Your Eternity. I got to see the cherry blossoms this year. I'm so happy. I love cherry blossom trees. They are just so freaking beautiful. Shout-outs to the cherry blossom trees. Like love them let's hop on over to the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of joe's underscore k that's the vibe right now and we got places 50 through 41 to start off with we got saint seiya next dimension volume 14 i didn't know that there was a saint seiya manga i ain't gonna lie i really like saint seiya i like the art style i like even though it's old school at this point to a lot of people i rock with saint seiya very heavy um three days 12.8k not bad for a series from like what the 70s or something uh or maybe 80s uh blue well it might be 70s and 80s i don't know uh blue Blue Lock, Volume 21, 13K, 503. Uh, Blue Lock, Volume 16, 13.1, 600K. It's nuts, Blue Lock, but it's so good. I ain't gonna lie, I just finished the first season. Blue Lock is so good. Kaiju Number 8, Volume 9, 13.4, total 417,000 sales. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Blue Lock again, volume 17, 15, both doing 13.4 and 13.6 apiece. Oshinoko, 24 days, uh, another 13.6 this week, bringing his total to 128 k and people just do not stop talking about how incredible that anime is uh, i really got to get into it uh people people p volume seven and six days 13.9 almost 14k congrats jump you played yourself you, you played yourself massively because you could have been eating off of this and growing it even further with a dope anime instead you're like oh, it's not doing the craziest sales so let's get it out of here you played yourself jump you, you you're done goofed let's go on over to 40 through 31 i'm, I'm upset after that one <laughs> Oh, uh, we got, once again, uh, well, we got Holo Live. What's Holo Live? I feel like I know that series. Uh, in six days, 14K. We got another Blue Lock, volume 14, 14K in a week, 643,000 total. Then we got 
Ron Komonohashi Detective or Komonohashi Ron no Kindan Suiri, which is from the author of Katekyo Hitman Reborn, their latest work, Volume 10 in 6 Days, 14.1. And this isn't a side series, and I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot of this is just people being like, oh, it's a Kiro Mato. I'm going to read it. Um, and I think there's an anime. Is there an anime out? Or I want to say the anime either came out or is coming out, something like that. And I'm super goofing. I should have already seen it if it is out. But yeah, I've been dying to check that out. Uh, Blue Lock, Volume 12, 14.2, 673,000 total. Holy smokes. Is it like a sexualized Chun Li for World's End Harem Fantasia, Volume 13, in six days, 14.3? Alrighty. Blue Lock, yet again, another volume 13, 14.6 this week. All of them up to this point is like about five to 600k in total. A Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, volume 14, three days, 14.8k. Crazy cover. Is that, is that Irene? Or is it Eileen, Irene? I forget, but is that Ares' mom? Was I just spoiled on Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest by the cover? I go lie. I haven't read Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest since like 2019 ish, mid 2019. And I was, or no, maybe even later than that, late 2019, I want to say. Uh, it's been a little minute, but I wouldn't mind getting back into it. If nothing else, to see how the hell is Irene back? Is there some Metal Tensei going on here? What, what the heck? But, and she kind of looks a little bit like fluorescent, so maybe. But yeah, um, it's dope to see it going on, and I'm waiting for that anime. Blue Lock Volume 23, that's the latest volume, I believe. Another 15k, 326,000 total. Raichi, what's going on here? 23 volumes deep. Hmm. We got places 30 through 21. Another Blue Lock Volume 22, 15.5. Is that Gagamaru? Hey, I know the names now. I can tell you. Gagamaru, 471k. Uh, Blue Lock episode Nagi. Hey, it's Nagi and Reo. I know the names. Uh, 16.2k, 241k total. That's why it's getting a movie. Uh, Sosa No Freire in volume 10 in 25 days, 251k, 16 this week. That's going to be a big one when the anime comes. Look out for that. I think it's, what is it called in English? I forget. Uh, but yeah, Sosa No Freire. And I'm so used to calling it that by now. Yo, why at number 24, Yo Mushi Pedal? I for a split second thought that was Deku riding a bike. I was like, yo, Deku in a bike manga let's go <laughs> volume 83 at that jeez and there was a lot of anime episodes of that one uh in three days 18.4k Alrighty, okay yo amushi pedal then we got places 20 through 11 let's see we got a uh, record of ragnarok volume 18 in 21 days 165k mission yozakura family okay volume 17 in six days 21.2k not bad not bad all right i mean technically it's kind of crazy that they canceled people people P that's been out way less time and it did 14k in its latest volume um and this one's only doing 7k more but they still letting mission yozakura family rock uh, i see i see the bias jump uh we got one piece volume 105 still tearing it up 29.3k this week 1.674 total uh my dress up darling volume 11 16 days 33.1 Nice, nice, 219k total. Uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Why is Cardcaptor Sakura still doing volumes? What's going on here? We got at number 11, The Elusive Samurai, volume 10, in six days, 35k. That cover is very interesting. It looks like a young kid trying to be a samurai or something. Then we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. At number 10, volume 22 of Jujutsu Kaisen with 36.9k, a total of 1.2 million. It's catching up to that latest One Piece volume, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We got Gokurakugai Volume 2. Didn't they just end that? I want to say, did that just, maybe I'm super, super misremembering, but I feel like either they just ended that or I'm totally misremembering that's something else. But yeah, that's pretty good freaking sales. Or is that the one that I started reading that was pretty cool? I don't know, but yeah, uh, not bad sales for that. Witch Watch Volume 10 in 6 days, 37.3. Okay, Witch Watch continuing to go on. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, Avon and the Demon. This is the Avon prequel, I want to say. I hope they do an anime on that one, um, which I think there's a new Dragon Quest Die anime. That might be it. The Adventures of Die, Avon. They might be doing the Avon anime next. 37.6k. Kishibe Rohan. Hey, I have that. That, that must be a re-release i have that in english uh in six days 38.8k yeah that, that's pretty dope martial magic and muscles volume 16 in six days 
48.9. I wonder if the anime, I don't think the anime did anything for it, to be honest with you. I think the last volume did just about those sales, if not maybe a slight bit more. So we'll see, I guess, in the next couple weeks if these Marshall volumes are doing anything. If not, Marshall's anime is, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Sakamoto Days, volume 11, 6 days, 72.6. Yeah, Sakamoto Days' fandom is not letting up. That shit is really doing numbers. I like to see it. Uh, number two, Chainsaw Man, volume 14, in 6 days, 260K. Um, that's pretty dope for Chainsaw Man. I don't know. I just, it's, it's fascinating how much I thought Chainsaw Man was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be up there with the Jujutsu Kaisens that does damn near a million, you know, it does 600, 700,000, 500,000 first week. So to see that it's doing 260, maybe we overhyped it too much. It happens. Uh, then at number one, Spy Family 11 with in six days, 661K. Bananas. Huge, huge numbers for Spy Family still. And that's why I truly believe when that movie comes out, it's going to crush. But there you have it, people. Those were the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe's underscore Cat. Moving forward, we got a couple of hiatuses on deck. For starters, it seems as though Black Clover is going into a pretty significant hiatus. It says here, Black Clover Yuki Tabata will be taking a two-issue break from issue number 23 to issue number 24. Series will be returning on May 22nd and weekly Shonen Jump issue number 25. So it's taking a two-issue break, Black Clover. Interesting. Normally, it's a one-week break. Maybe Tabata's been falling ill. And considering the fact that a lot of authors have been taking hiatuses, but they've been falling ill. Well, they are always falling ill because working Shonen Jump sounds like it's hell. But uh, yeah, taking two issues. I hope Tabata's okay. I hope his family's all right. I hope everything's good on the home front for Tabata we love you Tabata we looking forward to your return but man Jumper's gonna be and, and manga the scene in general of manga is gonna be a little dry I hope the other authors step their game up this would be the perfect opportunity to steal all the spotlight because not only is uh Black Clover going on hiatus uh Jujutsu Kaisen is going on a week hiatus as well it says here Jujutsu Kaisen by Gega Akutami will be on break in next weekly Shonen Jump issue number 23 the series will resume on May 15th in weekly Shonen Jump issue number 24 yeah like like, they starving us out here in these streets, dog. They starving us on this manga front, so to speak. Because in case you missed it in one of the previous episodes of the weekly Forever News, Boruto is on a three-month hiatus. We ain't getting a new Boruto chapter till the end of August. This is madness, man. Mad, 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 I tell you, mad. Well, I guess read some of your other stuff, right? And in other news, apparently a couple of things is going to be getting big updates. A couple of anime in particular that are returning here soon. Uh, because it says here, Bleach is thousand year blood war arc tv anime will be publishing its latest information in the next issue of weekly shonen jump issue number 23 and also jujutsu kaisen's tv anime i'm imagining regarding season two will publish its latest information in the next weekly shonen jump issue number 23 so we're going to be getting bleach anime news and jujutsu kaisen anime news now i ain't gonna lie it's gonna be a very hot summer because jujutsu kaisen is returning in july and bleach is returning in july as well with the next core of the thousand year blood war and I, I i'm gonna be with my magnifying glass to see which one is gonna get the most hype because both of them are gonna just be it's gonna be like the last season where it was what was it it was chainsaw man and bleach that everybody was going nuts jujutsu kaisen is a little bit more popular than chainsaw man this is going to go haywire and i'm really looking forward to it whatever the news and updates are of course you can find it here on forever news hit that subscribe button if you haven't already then interestingly enough toy animation recently released projections of what they feel the anime and manga market is about to start looking like um globally because they're starting to notice that uh sales domestically really isn't the future and it's worldwide overseas the you know phenomenon that anime is that is what's going to pretty much be the future of anime because they put out this little graph here image of the breakdown of sales and as you can see overseas sales in comparison to domestic is really where they're going to get their bread and butter and overseas sales ratio is going to be increasing by like 50 percent um and it's just it's incredible to see that at the end of the day anime and manga but in particular of course this is anime because it's toy animation is beyond on the rise and it's really happening globally so what i'm saying all this to say is that not only of course that this is going to be you you know, increasing the fandom worldwide there's going to be more anime and manga fans born every day but also i think that this is going to give uh international fans more of a say so moving forward on anime and manga because up until this point like even look at shonen jump right if it's not popping in 
in Japan, despite even if the Westerners are rocking with it, they're liking it, they're enjoying a manga, they will cancel it. Like, no, Japan ain't rocking with it. When this becomes more of a factor that they're making like 10x more money overseas and globally than they are in Japan on every front, they're going to be looking at, well, it's okay that Japan really doesn't like this, but the West really loves this. The West is really supporting this. How about we just keep it going and maybe we move it to a different magazine? So many series could have been saved. Like Yuki Zabatsu's first series, Hungry Joker, could have been saved. Samurai 8, if it was rocking in certain areas, could have saved. Although, I'll be fair that Japan and the West really wasn't rocking with it either. So maybe that one wouldn't have survived. But there's plenty of series. Hunter's Guild Red Hood 100% would have survived if it was that... You know, it was 10x more popular over here than it is in Japan. They probably would have moved it to a sister magazine or something or Jump Plus, and boom, this is going to be massive. So, even though this is a Toei graph and this is really like about, you know, One Piece anime and things of that nature, this gives us insight into this is the future of anime, and overseas sales are climbing dramatically by like 50% already, and this is the future. Overseas sales is going to dominate and again give probably the consumers over here in the West more of a say so moving forward. So, Look forward to that. Then, in a little bit of gaming news, I got a whole bunch of excerpts from V Jump Magazine on the upcoming Naruto gaming stuff. So, they got a new Minato with the Nine Tails chakra form for Shinobi Strikers. Who's still playing Shinobi Strikers? If you're out there playing Shinobi Strikers, kudos to you, but never was my bag at all. Then they also got some, uh, I guess you would say cutouts in particular of Naruto Storm 4 stuff. We talked about it in a previous episode. This is, again, one of the shots of Boruto with somebody at a kunai at him. Naruto's Baryon mode that's going to be in the Storm game. Uh, Sasuke's new Hokage support mode. And that big red Suzuno in front of Boruto, which is probably going to be an insane insane boss battle i hope maybe that that would be dope if that was shen uchiha who knows maybe imagine it goes all the way into like the manga stuff i heard it won't but that would be fascinating if it went into the manga stuff i'm just saying uh then another page i believe this is for yeah the mobile game uh naruto boruto borotage uh is that shisui okay they got some shisui up in here and then they got itachi from his is that from his anbu days i want to say that's in his anbu days that the art looks so good i ain't gonna lie borotage art just always looks fire to say the least uh and yeah that was just a little bit of naruto gaming stuff and there's quite a bit of naruto gaming related stuff although it's funny that there's a chunk of it here but none of it is really like getting anybody going crazy per se i think the storm stuff personally for me and a lot of fans gets them excited the borotod stuff is just really you know it's a gotcha game at the end of the day i don't care about shinobi strikers and some people will be like eh, it's just dlc for storm so we'll see i don't know it looks really fire for me but yeah maybe a new naruto game after the storm um connections would be fire and something ideally way different from shinobi strikers moving forward all one of you me and roboco fans out there says me and roboco's tv anime will be distributed on netflix starting may 1st 2023 with an image of roboco and the characters and i'll keep it all the way gully uh a little birdie uh brought a tv screen flying into my room with the episodes of me and roboco on it and i happened to just catch all of the episodes of me and roboco <laughs> No, but uh, I watched the Roboco anime and um, it was disappointing to a certain degree because it was like for, it felt almost like it was for Gen Z. Like if you're a TikTok era type of person, I think this is going to dominate social media, uh, especially over there in Japan, 100%. But as a whole, me and Roboco, I would have loved just a real adaptation of it, to be honest with you. I would have loved to actually just straight up get the chapters because it's a really dope manga. From what I read, I really enjoyed it. So the way that they handled it, it feels almost disrespectful to how dope me and Roboco is and what type of anime adaptation it got it's like really that that's how much you believe in it huh you let it rock all this time and jump to give it three minute episodes moving forward naruto fans in particular anybody that's been up to date with the naruto konaha story spinoff manga apparently it's coming to an end likewise where i want to say if it hasn't ended the sasuke manga is ending any day now it says here naruto konaha story spinoff manga ends in second volume shueisha is listing two compiled book volumes of natsuo size naruto konaha story the steam ninja scrolls the manga the spinoff manga based on shohinata's naruto konaha story 
the Steam Ninja Scrolls novel, which will both ship on June 2nd. The manga will end in its second volume. The spin-off manga launched in Japan, of course, October 29th, which I didn't expect for it to still be going at this point. Kind of dope stuff there. And in case you don't know about it, uh, the retired Kakashi and Guy head to a hot springs in the land of hot water with their bodyguard, Sarutobi Mirai, a story connecting two generations through the power of bonds. And that was like a novel from like 2016. And it got adapted in the anime as well, the Boruto anime. So... Uh, it, it doesn't feel as fresh. That's why I didn't stay up to date with it, to be honest with you. And then the Sasuke manga, they quickly adapted into the Boruto anime. So I kind of just watched it via the Boruto anime. Although I know the manga is a lot better. But yeah, they, they didn't do these two manga that much justice, I feel. Moving forward, in case you don't know, there's a new Makoto Shinkai film that is in theaters. I think it's still in theaters right now called Suzume. I've been wanting to watch it, to be honest with you. But uh, this is the earnings that it did in the U.S. thus far. It says, Makoto Shinkai Suzume anime anime film earns $5 million at U.S. box office. The numbers recently rolled in for the U.S. box office debut of Makoto Shinkai's Suzume anime film, which pulled in $5 million and landed at number 7 for its opening weekend. Critics have been voicing their opinions as well, and Shinkai's 13th film is currently certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 95% tomato meter rating and 98% audience score. Suzume is Shinkai's 13th directorial work following Weathering with You's release in 2019. Shinkai's early Earlier works also include Your Name, which was freaking huge, and it was only Demon Slayer that bodied Your Name, because aside from that, it was a very big deal. Children Who Chase Lost Voices, 5 centimeters per second, The Garden of Words. The film also marks the director's third collaboration with popular Japanese rock band, Rad Wimps. And I think $5 million for that film is not the greatest showing in the world, but it's decent. I mean, <laughs> I continue to go back to when anime films started to make their return to the U.S. with like battle of gods and i don't even think the battle of gods do a million in the first week i don't even think it i think it did like five hundred thousand or something or was that a one piece film like the point being is that for this being a film that is not really you know attached to any big name i think five million dollars is just fine and at the end of the day it did buku works in like china and japan so it's already at like 200 plus million dollars so it'll be all right that little extra five million dollar bag was just pushing makoto shinkai's name even further here in the west and yeah i really want to see that movie next up people that use the netflix subscription service yeah they done did it they actually did it they went through with it and woo, let's read netflix rolls out password sharing limit to u.s more markets in the second quarter netflix is bringing its new password sharing policy to multiple other markets including the united states by the second quarter of the year netflix launched a new policy in test markets chile costa rica and peru february 5th the company then extended its new password sharing policy to canada new zealand spain and portugal later that month netflix said that in each of its countries there was an immediate cancel reaction but it was eventually eclipsed by former shares creating new accounts or paying more to formally add new users to existing accounts they probably are spitting a whole bunch of crock just to get people to say yeah why not the company had shared the policy on its united states fact page before removing it and attributing it to an error the deleted policy page stated that all the devices using a singular netflix account must be associated with one singular primary location that the company will verify through mandatory logins to the same wi-fi connection every 31 days netflix will prompt secondary users from other locations to register for their own account or for a second account subscribers who are traveling for an extended period of time will be able to request a temporary code for hotel smart tvs company laptops and more in transit devices for seven consecutive days at a time subscribers will be able to add up to two secondary use this is so complicated and so annoying i'm gonna be honest with you like you'll be able to add up to two secondary users who reside outside of the account's primary location for an additional charge it's like netflix what are you doing the streaming service is also offering a profile transfer feature under the new policy that will enable users to transfer queue lists and watch history to another account the company announced that it added 1.75 million subscribers in the first quarter of 2023 bringing the global total of netflix subscribers to 232.5 million the highest number of subscribers in the world for a single streaming service lastly netflix announced that it will end its dvd rental service after 25 years wow who 
even knew that they were still doing that. <laughs> Yo, it will ship out its final DVD rentals on September 29th later this year. The company began in 97 as an online DVD purchase and rental service, but shuttered its DVD sales service after a year. Netflix then became well-known as a DVD rental service, with its packages coming in iconic red envelopes. The company launched its streaming service in 2007, which overshadowed its rental service over time. That's Yeah, I totally forgot that they did that. I was thinking of what was the Redbox service. It wasn't Netflix. I thought it was different. It was like the Redbox or whatever. But yeah, um, DVDs and Blu-rays just aren't as popular as they once were. They're still a big deal, but they're not a big enough deal to streaming services where they don't have to spend, you know, shipping storage costs and nothing like that. It's just press a couple of buttons on whatever device and watch our shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand. And it's a shame. DVD rental service after 20... Not, not even a shame. Who cares? I don't know. Let me not even cap right here. Like, who cares? Who cares? Moving forward, Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan by Hiroshi Shibashi has reached 13 million copies in circulation. And of course, in case you don't know, we reported on a couple episodes back on Fenever News that there's a new Nura uh, four stories of the manga that were going to be published in one of the sister magazines of Shonen Jump. So look forward to that one. And I'm imagining that's why they put out this little press release to get little words circulating and promo going and getting people thinking again about Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan. It's crazy that back in the days, 13 million copies, like, you know, Nura looked like it was one of the big dogs. It was a very massive hit. But in retrospect now, compared to where manga has grown, 13 million copies, people, you know, like, look at Black Clover. Black Clover is over 13 million copies, and people call that a flop. Back in the days, nobody called Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan a flop. That is the difference of the times that we're in right now. Big shout-outs to Nura and big shout-outs to Black Clover. I just got to throw that in there. One Piece fans, we got a couple of pieces of news for you. For starters, One Piece will be once again holding this year the special live streaming event One Piece Days on July 21st and 22nd. More information will be revealed soon and I'm imagining that's probably going to be where they reveal like all of the you know One Piece products like when is the next One Piece magazine incoming what's going on with the series as a whole. I don't expect big announcements like hey here's the new film considering Film Red just finished in theaters or whatnot. but yeah that's pretty much where they just announced like a lot of the One Piece related stuff of like the different merch and things like that so nothing huge per se will come out of it but i'll keep you guys posted on that then i needed to give you guys an update on this because almost around exactly the same time that i had posted the episode of forever news where we was talking about the one piece live action test screenings that there was rumor circulating that one piece's netflix live action had test screenings and that they bombed horribly shortly around the time i posted the episode reports came in that that was false because yeah a lot of people close to the scene including content creators and all sorts of people came out and said no Netflix's One Piece did not flop any test screenings despite recent reports fans can breathe a bit easier essentially those were false reports that uh, the One Piece live action had any test screenings of sorts or that they bombed or anything like that which is good I'm glad to hear it I mean still I'm gonna be on my toes about this one but I'm glad to hear it because at the end of the day anybody that wants this to fail or wants this to be bad that's their problem like I don't look at those people because at the end of the day there's no change in your mind you want this to be bad you want this to suck you don't want to enjoy this you're going in there no matter what happens you want it to be just bad and you want to you know write on twitter or whatever social media platform oh my god they did it to one piece it's horrible that's your problem I'm going into this one, I want this to be good. I want to, at the very least, enjoy it. Same way, like, I somewhat enjoyed the Cowboy Bebop live action. In fact, I had a lot of fun with it up until, like, the last couple episodes. I'm hoping that the One Piece live action can do even better than that and that people can actually enjoy it. So, even though those false reports came in, I'm hoping that this thing turns out really good. And I'm glad that, seemingly, those reports were false and a lot of people close to the scene said, no, that has not happened. And I'm looking forward to when we get a first trailer. I think that first trailer... It's going to set the tone of how people feel. If the reaction and the response is, oh, it's terrible, it sucks, then we'll know that, hey, they're capping on the reports being capped. But we got to wait and see. Either way, I've heard that also shortly after posting that episode. People were saying that the person that was sharing those thoughts has been proven to be false. So I got to do a little bit better on my due diligence regarding these stories and whatnot. But yeah, seems as though those reports were false and we still are awaiting the first major reveal of what this thing is going to look like. I want it to be good. I know a couple people over there. It seems as though they're working very diligently, very hard. And hopefully all of those reports were false because 
It'd be nice to get a good live action, especially of one of the best manga and Shonen Jump of all time, One Piece. Next up, I am really hype about this story. So y'all mostly know, in case you don't, that the Berserk series has never really had the best adaptation in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the 1990, was it the early 2000s or late 90s? The animation was not the greatest in the world. The art looked good. And in general, that's my favorite adaptation. I could watch it over and over. But as a whole, it deserved a bit better. Then following that, we got the movies that had a lot of cgi that kind of messed up the tone and then the 2016 2017 anime that was full cgi and just wasn't the best adaptation in the world i love the story of berserk so i watched through it and i have a decent time with it but as a whole the berserk series deserves so much better however it seems as though one of the executive producers of the castlevania animated series recently was speaking about how he would remake berserk which is very big statements because i've heard in the past that this director or this producer has said that they wanted to do a berserk adaptation let's read this adi shankar Castlevania's executive producer discusses how he'd remake Berserk. Adi Shankar has a lot on his plate, with the executive producer of Castlevania working on animated adaptations of Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, Devil May Cry, and PUBG to name a few. In the past, Shankar had stated that a dream project of his would be to adapt the dark manga series known as Berserk. With the Band of the Hawk having a very track record as an anime, ComicBook.com was able to pick Shankar's brain about how he would approach the story by Kentaro Miura. In talking with ComicBook.com, they were able to ask Adi if he felt adapting the masterpiece manga by Kentaro Miura was an impossible task, with the producer stating that he didn't see it as impossible. Nothing is impossible. Everything in the world out there was once considered impossible, like space travel and skyscrapers. All of it sounds crazy. If you think of it, it can be done. Can a Western Berserk happen? Further in our discussion, Shankar took the example of the witcher and its adaptations to heart since the story of gerald is one that blends the supernatural with an aesthetic quite like berserks and its european feudalistic style all these properties are vastly different if you look at something like the witcher to me the witcher is 1000 percent a literary property it's cool you can put gerald in all these different situations and the world is a polished fantasy world so you stick with the literature the art style in that example is open to interpretation for the witcher and berserk you have to make a clear decision as to how much should you ground it in reality and its own sense of gravity. Those things can be movable to a degree. Shankar then explained that he felt in creating a Berserk adaptation, it was important to harness the themes Miura put forth, noting that he would be extremely cognizant when it came to bringing the Band of the Hulk back to animation. What makes Berserk appear challenging is that it's a literary property with a distinct visual style that you have to preserve. It's a marriage between these two pillars, but you have to preserve the two pillars. It's a balancing act because you always have to speak to the hardcore audience but you also have to know what to interject versus what would be blasphemous to put in you need to think about the intent of the author and you have to preserve what kentaro miura wanted and i'll be honest with you if we got a berserk adaptation in the style of the castlevania animated series i would be yes yes thank you thank you thank you that would be a freaking incredible that would be amazing i think most fans of berserk would absolutely love and adore that so hearing this from this guy is like Hey, at least somebody is taking this thought, you know what I'm saying, serious. I don't understand why up until this point. I mean, even look at what happened when, you know, rest his soul, rest in peace to Kentaro Miura. But when he passed away, manga sales skyrocketed. People know about Berserk. It's just that they've never been fed something that is, you know, unanimously panned as like, no, this is greatness. Like once you make something an undeniable adaptation of Berserk, I have no doubt in my mind that it'll take off immensely. Like you make it a really dope adaptation, something with great art in animation it writes itself a check okay like it writes itself because it is an incredible series and if they do it right it'll make them the money that they want right berserk one of the big things is that it's so dark how do you make money out of this make a proper adaptation there you go don't cheap out on the animation don't go the cgi route don't do anything other than make it like if you're making i don't know a new season of something from ufotable and voila and by no means does it have to be at the ufotable or even studio mappa level it could be an a1 pictures it could be a studio bones it could be any of these other studios that make great anime do one for berserk and it seems as though this dude is at the very least taking a serious of maybe down the road i mean he got his hands full right now with quite a few projects but i don't want to put it past it that this guy that is a massive fan of berserk maybe when berserk is over they'll be like all right 
it's finally over. Let's do a real adaptation of this bad boy. Let's start it from the top. I, I'm always down for another adaptation of the Golden Age. It's that damn good. And I guess we'll close this one off with some Walking Dead news because I thought The Walking Dead was a done data. I think the comic had ended some time ago, and I believe the series on AMC ended. The you know original series ended a while ago, but it seems as though AMC is like, we need that Walking Dead money because there are a ton of Walking Dead spinoffs incoming one of them ending let's read and you guys can know everything that's happening with the walking dead a franchise that i thought was over with but they still got a lot more incoming the walking dead spinoff premiere dates for fear dead city daryl dixon and the rick and michonne the walking dead ended with its rest in peace series finale but the walking dead universe lives on amc networks will expand the world of the walker apocalypse with the eighth and final season of the original spinoff fear the walking dead before launching three new sequel series to the now ended flagship show following maggie and negan what the hell to New York City finding Daryl Dixon marooned overseas in France and reuniting Michonne and Rick Rimes. Also on the way is a short form series continuation of the episodic anthology series Tales of the Walking Dead. And for starters, so Fear the Walking Dead Season 8 is split into two six episode parts with part one premiering May 11th on AMC Plus and May 14th at 9pm on AMC. The second half of the shortened eighth and final season will later air in 2023. The eighth season of Fear begins after the conclusion of season seven when Morgan's and Madison's hopes to rescue Mo from Padre did not go as planned. Now Morgan, Madison, and the others they brought to the island are living under Padre's cynical rule with our characters demoralized and dejected. The task of reigniting belief in a better world rests with the person Morgan and Madison set out to rescue in the first place, Morgan's daughter, Mo. Then the sixth episode first season of The Walking Dead Dead City premieres Sunday, June 18th at 10 p.m. EST on AMC and AMC Plus immediately following Fear the Walking Dead's mid-season finale. Following the series premiere, Dead City will move to its regular time slot on Sundays at 9pm EST starting June 25th. Dead City follows Maggie and Negan. How did that pair come about? How? Didn't Negan bash out Glenn's brains? Like, I think it was one season after that that I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Maybe two at most, but what traveling into a post-apocalyptic manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland i ain't gonna lie that almost sounds like a colonization type of thing like he beat her baby daddy to death and now she's with him and maybe there's some animosity there but this just feels wrong the crumbling city is filled with the dead and denises who have made new york city their own world full of anarchy danger beauty and terror and yeah, I don't know if I'm watching that one at all. <laughs> uh, then we also have AMC confirmed a late 2023 release window for the six episode first season of The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. An exact premiere date is to be determined, but past seasons of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have typically debuted late summer in August or early fall in October. Daryl washes ashore in France and struggles to piece together how he got there and why. The series tracks his journey across a broken but resilient France as he hopes to find a way back home as he makes the journey through the connections he forms along the way as he makes the journey though the connections he forms along the way complicate his ultimate plan and then the last one originally scheduled for 2023 it was delayed the walking dead rick and michonne to 2024 a premiere date for the six episodes so all of them are like six episodes what the hell the series presents an epic love story of two characters changed by a changed world kept apart by distance by an unstoppable power by the ghosts of who they were rick and michonne are thrown into another world built on a war against the dead and ultimately a war against the living can they find each other and who they were in a place and situation unlike like any they've ever known before i mean how much more worse could it get they've been in some shit <laughs> are they enemies lovers victims victors without each other are they even alive or will they find that they too are the walking dead wow i go like amc is like we can't let go of this show it's funny to think about to be honest with you and of all of those i go lie the rick and michonne one i'm kind of interested in maybe the daryl one i'm not watching the maggie and negan one as cool as negan was and maybe that might be the best one it just feels wrong like glenn is turning in his grave right now what the hell dog what the hell let's start off with naruto storm connections because a lot of people when the game was announced were very disappointed in 
particular because it basically seemed as though with the trailer that accompanied it that it was going to be a collection of the naruto storm games and a lot of fans was like what is this fam this is not what i ordered you know what i'm saying this is not what the doctor ordered and it basically seemed as though it was just going to be like two characters that were going to be added to the game ashra and indra and a lot of fans was like they should have been in the game already this is like we don't want it we don't care this is like boring it seems as though they're delivering something more to it because with this big announcement and trailer it seems as though naruto's baryon mode as well as some new stuff for sasuke and a whole new story mode is incoming to the naruto storm connections game that was not available in any of the previous iterations of naruto storm it says here bandai namco entertainment began streaming a trailer on friday for the naruto x boruto ultimate ninja storm connections game and it reveals that naruto uzumaki's baryon mode and sasuke uchiha's supporting kage will join the game as new playable characters and there's still no release date as of this time but it does say that the game is coming to ps5 ps4 nintendo switch xbox one xbox series xs and pc via steam this year however along with that announcement came some visuals that showcased that there's going to be more to this game because one of the visuals in particular was a boruto standing in front of a suzano a giant red suzano and a lot of people were like so wait a minute is this going to be a big boss battle and if so whose red suzano is that like could it be salalas could it be like whose suzano is that in the game and then there was another image that came as well that showcased boruto in front of somebody holding a kunai to his face and looking at those hands to be honest with you at first glance i would think well maybe could it be sasuke or uh, older mitsuki like who's there putting the kunai to our boy's neck not really sure but definitely something exciting to know that there's going to be an original story mode for naruto storm connections and it's not going to just be a recycling of the same old stuff that we already played many years ago very hyped stuff looking forward to it naruto storm bringing some greatness not to mention the new character designs for the baria mode and sasuke's new support kage mode Mode. looks pretty freaking awesome as well and in general it looks like it's going to be fire moving forward dragon ball fans especially longtime fans of the franchise in particular regarding dragon ball z might get a massive kick out of this one now most people don't really pay attention to the super dragon ball heroes anime because it's mainly just short episodes that are meant to promote the super dragon ball heroes game in japan it's a card game but it seems as though with this episode at the very least it caught a lot of people's interest including mine because a fan favorite returned to the series for this episode uh future gohan you know the future gohan that was slain by the androids in trunks's timeline that gohan and apparently he's reunited with trunks for this episode and i'm not gonna lie i actually had to take a look at the episode and it was pretty interesting it made me wish like man if only super dragon ball heroes was actually good this would be good or at the very least canonical something dragon ball has done plenty of things in its lifetime but when it comes to gohan one era stands out above the rest the character has had their ups and downs but their most beloved era showcases gohan at their lowest after all future gohan is on another level when it comes to angst and action and at last future gohan got the chance to reunite with trunks thanks to a special update from super dragon ball heroes during the episode they're apparently in a battle against what seemingly was like a perfect cell that was under control and gohan says trunks i'm sorry the anger at my own weakness to protect the history at the cost of those multiple other timelines guess i was lost and confused future gohan shared i'm still unable to recover from that despair i know how powerless i am but this time i need to protect you to which trunks says no don't apologize this time we need to protect each other i want to protect you as well and it just was freaking awesome not to mention throughout the episode there was other instances of great things that is like what the hell is going on like frieza's son chilled being in the episode yeah it's not really canonical but throughout dragon ball's history apparently frieza has a son not to mention yamcha has a girl that asks him to marry her and the episode even ends off with goku and vegeta fusing into vegeto to fight some dude named demigra like yeah if you want to watch some epic 10 minutes of dragon ball animation going at it you might want to check this one out it's super dragon ball heroes ultra god mission episode 8 it's a banger like legit it's really freaking awesome so you may have heard murmurings around the interwebs regarding tiktok getting banned from here and there or at the very least there was massive attempts to ban tiktok uh pretty much globally but especially in particular in the west they feel as though it's a danger to the children and it seems as though one state took it all the way because tiktok is now banned in 
Montana. Montana lawmakers vote to completely ban TikTok in the state. Montana became the first U.S. state on Friday to pass legislation banning TikTok on all personal devices, sending a bill to government Greg Giaforte prohibiting TikTok from operating within state lines and barring app stores from offering TikTok for downloads. The legislation marks the furthest step yet by a state government to restrict TikTok over perceived security concerns and comes as some federal lawmakers have called for a national ban of TikTok. Lawmakers in Montana's House voted 54 to 43 to give final approval to the bill known as SB 419. Should Giafonte sign the bill, it would take effect in January, but the legislation could quickly face significant legal challenges. And this is going to get very messy because, of course, this is not only a Montana problem, this is a nationwide problem where a lot of places want to ban TikTok due to security reasons, although I will throw the argument that, uh, yeah, it's not only TikTok that is getting everybody's data and gathering and farming everybody's whereabouts and everything about them like majority of social media platforms are doing it they're only using this as an excuse to get tiktok about of here and for them to just kind of be going at tiktok basically saying like yeah china is the issue it's kind of like well i think this goes a bit above just social media platform battles it seems as though this is more taking tiktok into a political standpoint because of all of the rising pressures of what's going on globally the u.s is like all right tiktok yeah y'all with china say less y'all up out of here so montana took the first step and i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more and more i remember reading an article not that long ago that certain campuses in florida have already banned tiktok as well so it's only a matter of time before tiktok if it continues on in this trajectory is going to be up out of here permanently nationwide so i'd say prep yourselves for it at the very least i mean i'm not a big tiktoker i've been more of a youtube dude but yeah and my heart goes out to the content creators over there they're the ones that i feel bad for the most because they're just trying to do what they love and make a living off of it and it's unfortunate that they're victims to something that is a lot bigger than most of us when it comes to politics but i guess we'll stay tuned and see what happens with tiktok this one caught me off guard apparently netflix is in talks to remaking squid game but an american remake like Huh? According to entertainment industry podcast, The Hot Mike, Netflix has ordered an American remake of Squid Game. Additionally, David Fincher has been linked to the project. An American remake of the show has been rumored for some time as Netflix looks to capitalize off the show's success for as long as possible. However, this is the first major confirmation that the project is going ahead. Questions immediately arose about the project. How different would it be from the original with the same satirical tone and exploration of themes such as capitalist exploitation remain and perhaps most pressingly for the internet why are you doing this because let's keep it real everybody that watched squid game including me this is one of the very first times i think i've ever seen a korean live action drama and i stood through for the entire thing i'm like it doesn't need one <laughs> like minus the ending that i was kind of conflicted with i'm talking about the very ending of what the main character chooses to do opposed to what i feel he should have done ultimately i feel like it was an amazing show and doesn't need an american remake it almost sounds like they're trying to <laughs> whitewash <laughs> i mean adapt the material for an American audience. Yo, what the fuck? What, what are you doing here? Again, it kind of feels like it's going into a more bigger aspect and a bigger problem of the political landscape of what's going on in the world. But yeah, that's a different topic altogether. Either way, it seems as though Netflix is potentially pushing forward for a Squid Games remake, American remake. I don't know. It's not needed. Why? And last story of this episode. Apparently, Shonen Jump got tired of this author having a massive amount of breaks, despite the fact that it's due to their health, and pretty much gave this series and the author the boot. The female president and new employees will be 4X in 100 days by Suzo has been officially terminated after eight months of absence at Shonen Jump Plus's app. The editorial states the decision comes after considering the mangaka's health condition and approval. Yeah, right. <laughs> I go it does make me a little bit worried to a certain degree for authors like the author of Ruri Dragon considering the fact that Ruri Dragon has been on hiatus for quite some time it might just very well be that some of these authors are not ready for the rigorous conditions of working as a manga author in a weekly magazine or in a weekly publication in general and probably some of them are biting off more than they can chew they're ready and excited to become a mangaka the second they realize that they are glued to a chair for 20 to 21 hours a day every day of their life they're like yeah I think I'm gonna take eight months off and shueisha's like yeah i think you're out of the magazine for good get out so while i wasn't a fan of this manga um definitely a very sad case altogether i'm always very sad when these authors dreams come shattering because i'm sure they worked very hard to get into this magazine and now to be given the boot from shonen jump plus it's 
Shame. To Boruto manga fans, if you've been following the series up until this point, then you know as of recent, it's been feeling like the series was about to go under a massive overhaul. The entire tone of the series has switched and a lot of terrible disaster things has happened to the main character Boruto himself. However, unfortunately, it seems as though the author and the creator, Masashi Kishimoto and the artist Ikimoto are going to be pulling the rug from under us because Boruto manga is going on hiatus. It says here, Boruto manga will be going on a three-month hiatus. The series is set to resume August 2023 with the release of V-Jump's October issue. Boruto chapter 81 is therefore scheduled for release on August 20th, 2023. So essentially, as it stands right now, we're in April. We won't be getting another manga chapter of Boruto until basically the end of the summer. So it's going to be a Boruto-less summer. And it's very unfortunate because for starters, one of the major things is the fact that didn't they do this last year now that I think about it they gave us an extra month but I want to say it was like June-ish they took like a month or two off from the Boruto manga and now they're doing this yet again but also for fans of the series if you've been paying attention to the manga then you know that this is going to be a grandiose return because the story has taken a massive turning point that is yeah something fans have been waiting for since pretty much the series inception so definitely you're going to want to stay tuned but yeah I'm one that is a fan of this series and am very very upset and disappointed pointed that no new Boruto manga till the end of summer August 20th no immediately starts making me think like damn I wonder what my life is gonna be like in August <laughs> but yeah people Boruto manga the last chapter you will be getting is here in April until August bummer moving forward anybody that knows about Pokemon if you've been following the stories apparently Pokemon anime has recently finished off the journey of Ash Ketchum and Pikachu they are no longer going to be in the anime however the anime is returning with a whole new spin and here's the info of what we know so far about this series and I'm talking about we got details about the story it's not just the character designs let's read Pokemon Horizons the series has made its premiere in Japan with a special hour-long first episode introducing the basis for the new characters and story and apparently Pokemon Horizons episode 1 is titled the pendant of beginnings Liko a girl from the Paldia region has enrolled at Sekai Academy a boarding school in the Kanto region okay so they're taking it to the uh, Kanto region where Ash is from. Liko is delighted to receive her first Pokemon, Sprigatito, but it doesn't listen to her at all. While Liko struggles to deepen her bond with Sprigatito, on the other hand, suspicious people appear who are looking for Liko's mysterious pendant. Oh god, don't tell me Team Rocket is already back. The Pokemon Company teases the international synopsis of Pokemon Horizons, the series as such. In Pokemon Horizons, the series, dual protagonist Liko, whose partner Pokemon is Brigatito, and Roy will encounter many characters during their journey, including a group led by Freed and Captain Pikachu called the Rising Volt Tacklers. Traveling across the Pokemon world on an airship, the Rising Volt Tacklers include Orla, who enjoys mechanical and electrical work and is accompanied by her partner, Pokemon Metagross. So yeah, it definitely seems as though they're going all the way with this new one. They're not turning back. They're not looking back to Ash. And I'm interested at the very least, like I said before, to see episode one. If I don't catch it in subtitled, I might just wait for that dub because eh, it's Pokemon. I'm not in a rush to jump into it. I'll probably wait for the English version. But if you didn't know anything about it, now you know. Music lovers and music fans alike, I have massive news regarding the whole AI recent debacles of the world because in case you missed it, AI has been running rampant and a lot of people have been making AI clones of different voices such as Donald Trump and a lot of musicians as well. Like it's been absolute madness and it's been to the point where a lot of musicians are not having it. I've seen recently a lot of people's videos have been getting removed for making AI voices of Eminem and there's been a lot of Drake AI creations. However, it seems as though finally a company is standing up to this whole debacle and yeah, it's the biggest one of them all, Universal Music Group. Because in case you didn't know, Universal is pretty much like damn near the entire music industry. Because Universal Music Group has responded to a viral AI generated song by Drake and The Weeknd calling it fraud and telling streaming platforms to ban the technology. And I'll be honest with you, I 1000% agree ban the technology. And in fact, I hope that a lot of musicians stand together in solidarity to rid this technology from infiltrating because if this technology becomes a thing, if this technology becomes a staple in music, it'll be over for the people. Pretty much the music industry will just consist of at that point of a bunch of AIs of previous artists and new artists won't even be real. Like they could make up whole AI created people. I just heard the other day a freaking Obama song, Obama with Biden bringing it in. It's like, what is going on here? Either way, 
yeah, get these AI technology things out of here. It's like, come on, though. Come on. Not to mention, I've heard a lot of those AI created joints and they just sound bad to me. Like, there's no soul at all. Like, no pun intended, but they suck. Moving forward, fans of Hiromashima, aka the creator of Fairy Tale Eden Zero. The man is at it again because in a recent author comment, he said that he's working on another manga. This man doesn't stop. Is he even human? Maybe he's an AI. <laughs> Let's read this. I'm working on an original anime. It's a totally new IP that's neither Fairy Tale nor Eden Zero. But after doing the planning, character design, and screenplay, I started thinking I might try doing this on my own. However, the theme is a genre I've never tried before, so it's very difficult. In my case, I think I have the image of a manga artist who draws battles and fantasy, but I started this with the idea of maybe I should try something else. And it's been one problem after another. As of now, I finished the character designs and the script for episode one, but when I read it afterward, it wasn't interesting at all. I wound up throwing it all away, and I'm currently rewriting it from scratch. Dohohoho. I wonder when I can announce it. On top of that, I'm also preparing for a monthly series. Oh my god, yes, there's a monthly series and the anime. I, when I read this article, I was like, whoa! And I think I'll be able to announce it soon. It will be a short-term limited series, but since it will be released parallel with Eden Zero and Fairy Tale, I'm already feeling motivated. I'm looking forward to what kind of story it will be after it's announced, but it's a little different from any any Mashima series so far, and while it's a battle fantasy, it has a sense of ethics you don't usually find in a Mashima series. That's very interesting. And on top of that, I'm working on an original game. My god! In the past, I made my own freeware game called Rebecca and the Mansion of Machines, but this one is a completely new IP with myself in charge of the character design and basic image of the game, the system, the scenario, and plot, while the screenplay and programming are made with a sense of, let's leave it to someone who can do this sort of thing. It looks like the genre is going to be exploration, horror, adventure. Yep, I didn't feel like I could write a horror scenario so I thought I'd leave it to someone else but I think it'd be nice if I could check the character's dialogue in detail and finish it with my own writing style I have a few other projects that I can't announce yet but either way it's fulfilling folks may call me busy but the way I see it it's definitely busy I don't like to sell myself as being busy but this time it's true therefore I won't be able to accept new projects until further notice sorry for a manga artist there's nothing wrong with turning down a job request and 1000% I agree I mean the man just said he's working on three different series an anime original and a video game he's busy leave him alone stop calling his phone okay he'll get back to you i don't know ne next march or something like that leave the man alone but Big ups to Hiromashima, a legendary goat in the manga industry. Moving forward, in case you haven't been following, there was recently allegations against the actor Jonathan Majors that later the allegations were recanted. However, this actor Jonathan Majors, again from the movie Creed 3, um, is seeing some massive losses because of these allegations, which is crazy and definitely a testament to how messed up society is right now that in 2023, allegations is enough to destroy and take away a lot of things that you have going on. Because according to this, it says, Jonathan Majors has been dropped from a number of projects as well as his management and publicity team. These projects include an adaptation of The Man in My Basement, an ad campaign for the Texas Rangers MLB team, a fifth estate Otis Redding biopic, biopic, and... I'm not gonna lie, it just really is very sad to see because this man was a rising star. I just started to get aware of him recently, seeing him in photos with Michael B. Jordan and being like, oh, snap, oh, Creed 3, okay, like, good for you, brother. And then seeing all this come out, it's allegations that were recanted and it's just sad all around. But, you know, my heart goes out to homie and I hope things turn around. As it stands right now, um, man is losing a lot. Moving forward, fans of Sonic, in particular the Sonic films that have been coming out over the last few years, it seems as though the Knuckles spinoff that to be honest with you I forgot was even a thing is coming full force and is currently in full development. The cinematic world of Sonic the Hedgehog continues to expand as production began today on the television spinoff focused on Knuckles, the explosive character voiced by Idris Elba. Shout out to Idris Elba, love to hear it. After being introduced to Sonic and his friends during the events of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Knuckles is set to live out his own adventure where he'll get to know his own group of secondary characters before the franchise returns to the big screen next year. Behind the scenes, some familiar faces will be returning to this world as the same crew that had worked on the two movies will also be a part of this spinoff. Jeff Howler, who has stepped behind the camera for both Sonic the Hedgehog movies, will be in charge of directing the pilot episode of Knuckles, telling the story of the protagonist on a hilarious and action-packed journey of self-discovery as he agrees to train Wade as his protege and teach him the ways of the Echidna Warrior. By the way, I said Echidna as like, you know, we're talking anime and stuff like that. I think it's isn't he Knuckles the Enchanter? But yeah, I, I forget the lore of Sonic sometimes. Forgive me. Other cast members that will be joining the fun are 
Eddie Patterson, Julian Barat, Scott Mescudi, Ellie Taylor, and guest star Rory McCann. Since production for the series began last month, it is possible that it will be launched on the platform before the third Sonic movie races into theaters. I'm not gonna lie, I never in my wildest dreams back in the 90s that I think all of this stuff would be happening, especially considering it feels like the Sonic IP over like the last, I don't know, maybe 15 years has taken a massive beating with people just saying, leave it alone, the games don't work in 3D, seeing that it actually transitioned very gracefully to the film screen, you know, to movies and whatnot. I love to see it because I thought that Sonic was going to go a certain way of like being forgotten and Sonic is really really awesome and really dope so to see that it's making waves and doing some really good stuff and it's successful in general and movies and now this spin-off series I'm here for it let's go Knuckles. Terra for Mars fans I got a quick update for you. Terra for Mars artist Tachibana Kenichi is asking the readers to wait just a little bit longer for its return according to next issue of Weekly Young Jump and I'd imagine considering this manga has been on hiatus for gosh I don't even know it's been years upon years the fact that he's saying just wait a little bit longer with an update like that means either he just got the green light or in general he is in the process of bringing it back and we'll see what happens but either way terraformars is returning who knows maybe it'll return with a new adaptation it's been quite some time since the last one I wouldn't mind it. And to close this one off, there's definitely something very interesting regarding the author of Beelzebub, Ryuhei Tamura. Now, you probably, if you've been following the long-form episodes of Forever News, know that he has a new manga and a new Shonen Jump magazine that is an educational magazine, and it's about, like, Egypt and all sorts of really interesting stuff, but it was mainly geared towards younger readership. However, I did not know that Ryuhei Tamura has another manga that is debuting, getting on his Hiromashima grind, so to speak, in a whole different magazine. It says here, Beelzebub author Ryuhei Yuhei Tamara launches new sci-fi manga, Cosmos. And I'm not gonna lie, the art, very interesting. Definitely looks a little bit Chainsaw Man inspired, I'm not gonna lie. The girl in particular in the front looks like a more serious power. Ryuhei Tamara, the author best known for the Beelzebub manga, has launched a new manga in the May issue of Sunday GX in the sci-fi high school drama, Cosmos. This new series marks the first published non-educational series for Tamara since Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin, which was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 2020 to 2021. Tamara currently has another series underway in Secret Pyramid, Pyramid no Himitsu, as part of the Bentame Jump Educational Manga Anthology. The story is described as such. Cosmos is a sci-fi drama featuring Kaede Mizumori, a high school student who can also see through people's lies and lives a quiet life so as not to stand out. But when he meets a mysterious girl in Rin Homura, he and his life begin to change by becoming an insurance investigator dedicated to tracking down aliens. Extremely interesting that Sunday GX is a Shogakugan magazine and everything Ryu Hitamura has done up until this point even the upcoming pyramid manga that he's working on has been with Shueisha fascinating. Yeah people those are all the stories we have for today's episode. Thanks for watching. I'm Fanebo World and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule! Anime and manga for life boy! Have an awesome day. Peace in and you guys just watched another episode of Forever News! Have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell to get more. Yeah! I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd, unique. Yet I'm so unique and you're looking at me. If the walls could talk, they would probably be weak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.